Today on the news and why it matters, Corey Lewandowski testifies in front of Congress. In other words, the circus is in town. Uh, also, is the gun confiscation pitch working for Beto and Taylor Swift now obsessed with politics? And she can't wait to tell you all about it. Got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Got a really good lineup for you today. We've got uh, Mr. Glenn Beck back with us. Thank you so much for being here. And we've got Chad Prather host of the Chad Prather show. I'm well lit. Look at me. You are. We were we were tired of the the letters saying they could not see the Cowboys face. I kind of like the outlaw Josie Wales look. It was very mysterious. You could see from me here down just my teeth. Yeah. Now so now we see it all. There it is. So you're welcome everyone. I like to see your bags, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> we really like for them to be illuminated for everyone. And Graham Allen. Yes, I'm here too. Hi everybody. From the Dear America podcast. Yes. It's going to be a good show. Uh, first we want to thank our sponsor iTarget Pro. So, Graham, you are a veteran. We always talk yes. about how important dry firing is. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yes, it is our right to the Second Amendment, but it's our priority to train. Mm-hmm. Is uh, the whole point? No, our t- our iTarget Pro, excuse me, is uh, cool. It's really cool. You get to save a lot of ammo. Practice your, uh, you know, trigger squeeze, all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, it's a cool thing. Are you one of the Beto people that talked to Beto and mm-hmm. said he was going to turn in the gun? I told him, I told him, no, you won't. That's what I said to Beto. Yeah. I, I was you, the guy you, that was like, come and take it. Yeah. Beto. You're you know? the guy who said, I've got a place I could put this gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chad was the guy. Who's like, what gun? What gun? I had a boating accident. Oops. What gun? It's amazing how many people have believed me on that. You know, the old boating accident thing. People are like, really? She go get those. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, iTarget Pro, as Graham pointed out, it pays for itself when you talk about the uh, how much it costs for ammunition, how much it costs to go to the range, just to practice, just to train. You don't have to do that. You can use iTarget Pro. They've got a laser bullet uh, that they you put in your gun, and it's got all the specific calibers that you can uh, then put in your gun. Download the app. Shoot, shoot, shoot track how good you are or how bad you are, depending on how much you practice. And you can do it all within the comfort of your own home. Uh, You can go to iTargetPro. Go there now and use promo code NEWS and you will get 10% off plus free shipping. That's iTargetPro.com, promo code NEWS. All right, crackhead, put the phone away. I can't do it. There's real news going on. Millennial. Millennial. There's real stuff happening. Like I was was looking at what you mentioned and that's that's some incredible Uh stuff. Like, did you know it's National Cheeseburger Day? No, I did know that actually. You did? I did. Now I'm hungry. See, you know, NASA used their computers to put a man on the moon. Yeah, you're using a stronger force on just your iPhone. Yeah, to to find out that it's National Cheeseburger. Did you know? Day, right to Cheeseburger Day. The the massage therapist who accused Kevin Spacey has died. Yep. That's true. Huh. What do you have on the Clintons? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Uh, Corey Lewandowski, of course, testified before Congress. Uh, they wanted to know all about the Mueller report because we haven't heard enough mm. about it already. Glenn, mm. would you say that that's Oh, that's I, and I think Corey was the right guy to call. I mean, uh, let's play the clip. Okay. Um, this is Jerry Nadler speaking to Corey Lewandowski, who was told by the White House, just answer the questions <laughs> that are in the Mueller report. And so here's how he handled this. You met alone in the Oval Office with the president. 
I said, is, is, it, is there a book and page number you can reference me to, please? I don't have a copy of the report in front of me. Volume two, page 90. But I, I simply ask you, is it correct that as reported in the Mueller report on June 19th, 2017, you met alone in the Oval Office with the President? Could you read the exact language of the report so I don't have it available to me? I don't think I need to do that, and I have limited time. Did you meet alone with the President on that date? Congressman, I'd like you to refresh my memory by providing a copy of the report so I can follow page, along. Page, you don't have a copy with you? I don't have a copy of the report, Congressman. Look at that face. Mr. Chairman, I request uh, that the clock be stopped while this uh, charade is sorted out. This charade. This charade. I'm just here so I don't get which, which charade? Charade. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the Donald Trump punks that they must have been doing business deal? They were like, yeah. you go in and say this. I'm sorry, Congressman. What page was it? The clock should have been stopped and should remain stopped. <laughs> page, not, page 90, volume 2. Watch okay, and which paragraph, sir? <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. I'd like a reference, sir, so I can follow along on what you're asking. Do you not have an independent recollection of whether you met with the president on that date? <laughs> Congressman, I'm just trying to find in the Mueller report where it states that. Well, you have it in front of you. I gave you the, pres the, the page number. Okay, what, where on page 90 is it, sir? Mr. Chairman, you got to start the clock. <laughs> no, I don't have to start the clock when he's filibustering. Don't you tell me. Bottom of page 90. <laughs> filibustering is a different issue. That's across the hall in the Bottom Senate. This is actual questions being done now. Mr. Chairman, point of parliamentary yes. inquiry, Mr. Chairman. That's not me. The gentleman will state his point of parliamentary inquiry. Mr. Chairman, is it appropriate for a witness to refuse to answer a question and instead demand that we reference and point him to the... I'd ask that that Mueller report be closed and the witness be directed to answer the question. No, well, the answer is not appropriate, but it's on the bottom two lines of that page. <laughs> now I can start. The clock can start now. Start the clock. There's a question. Point of, point of order. Uh, when will the clock start, Mr. Chairman? <laughs> Once the question's asked, Mr. Chairman, the clock should start. Right under overview, second line. Parliamentary inquiry, Mr. Chairman. The gentleman, the witness, point of order. The witness has the time and one. Point of order is a, a question. The witness point of order overrides that. A point of order overrides that, Mr. Chairman, and you know that. The <laughs> gentleman will state his point of order. Point of order is once the question has been asked in reference properly to the witness to answer the question, the clock should start. It cannot be held while you and your counsel go over notes. The gentleman's correct. The, clock will start. the gentleman's the gentleman's correct. correct. The, the clock will start. <laughs> Look at <laughs> and, the and the witness will answer the question without further delay. I'm trying to find it. Yes, I see that in the report. Okay. Thank you. During that meeting, did you tell the special counsel that the president, quote, asked you to deliver a message to Sessions, who was then the Attorney General of the United States? Page 91. <laughs> okay. All right. So this goes on and on and on and on. And it is, it's funny. It's, oh, it's hilarious. Hilarious. Here's the thing. I remember during the Obama administration, um, uh, we had congressmen questioning things, and I had it dead to rights. And uh, I started challenging them. Call me up. Mm -hmm. Call me. Call me. You know you want to call me. And so they threatened, we will call you. You will testify in front of Congress. And I was living large. I was thinking, you bet. I can't wait. Until my attorney called and said, are you out of your mind? And I, I said, what? This is going to be great. I have all the facts. They said, Glenn, this is a stage show. 
and they can put you in jail for any reason they want. You say one thing out of line and they can wrap you up into legal nightmares for the rest of your life. I'm like, I still want to do it. (laughs) I only tell that story because look at how he has humiliated those people. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it, it. You know, that's an end of something when you can mock it mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. He's mocking Congress inside, and we're all laughing. And it's effective because even the people around the other people sitting at the dais, they all know this is a joke. Mm-hmm. That's significant. Never in my life have I seen that attitude happen. Even when, um, uh, what was his name? Howard Hughes testified and they were trying to go after him. He was polite and, and not, not, he embarrassed them, but it wasn't his intent. He had righteous indignation. I won't answer another one of these questions because this whole committee is a fraud. And the American people stood behind him. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, uh, uh, with the McCarthy hearings. Mm-hmm. Yep. Senator, is there no shame? It was moral indignation. This is mockery. We've crossed the line. Isn't it funny that these legislators forget that they are servants of the people? Yep. I mean, if you yep. look at Nadler's face, I mean, he is this little Caesar. He's the king in there. Is, yeah, yeah, he's coming and in he's there and how... disgusted that he even has to listen. How, I mean, look at his facial expressions, his body, which there's not a lot of body there. I mean, he's <laughs> five foot three, four foot eleven, his pants, and he's lost a hundred pounds. Like, can you imagine? I mean, if you go back and look, this guy, wow, five, where do you put a hundred more pounds on this guy when he's five <laughs> foot three? And I don't want to make fun of his stature, but he is the epitome of Napoleon. Yeah. He is a little man syndrome. And so uh, here's a guy who just can't stand to be questioned. So no better person than Corey Lewandowski who comes in here and just uses the rules against him. Here's the deal. And I love that Collins next to him is like, hey, man, when are we going to start this clock up here in here? You know, I mean, I love that. Who's starting the clock? My God. I mean, you, you guys. Whose you job guys, is it to start this the is, clock? This is a nightmare when it comes to Robert's rules of order here. It, and these guys are just going at it. And Lewandowski just sits there and watches the whole thing unfold. But it's they, a farce. They called it a charade. Called it a filibuster, and that's exactly what it was. They know it's a joke because they even get to bickering back and forth as to what the next thing should do mm-hmm. or a point of order overrides what mm-hmm. you're trying to say. You should. It reminds me of that. Did you see that liberal town hall or whatever it was where point of personal privilege? Oh, yeah. Graham oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Allen, uh, he held. Socialist you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. It reminds me kind of of that. We wonder where these people. Except they were those, serious. Yeah, they were really <laughs> yeah. serious. And it just, the whole thing is falling apart beside them because no one really knows exactly yeah. how things are supposed to work or what needs to be said here or who has power to talk when they need to talk. It's, and here's it's the funny serious. thing, the real funny, like the, the thing that we just brushed right past, the average American has no idea what any of that's about. No, the average less. American didn't watch it. Yeah, what are less. they doing? Why yeah. are they talking? What, what are they even talking about? Yeah. What, what is it over? The Mueller report? See, this is, yeah. this is why our system has always been so good. The people didn't have to care about this stuff mm-hmm. because they didn't have the power to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, now they call people in and they're, uh, what they're talking about with impeachment, not this impeachment, the other impeachment of Kavanaugh, mm-hmm is so despicable 
that anyone with any sense of honor and integrity would walk out and the American people have. They're not paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, did you hear even Nancy Pelosi said, no, we're not going to talk about impeaching Kavanaugh. That's oh, the not press sure thing is. That, that we're going oh, well. Lord. I mean, it, like when you lose Nancy Pelosi. Did you see that one of the people, book. the New York Times is stating, uh, can't even remember being assaulted. Oh, I was I was assaulted. I just I just don't remember. Like, this, that's legitimately legitimately what they're saying that's now. Not how, that's not how it works. But. But you also know that the only person, because she never remembered it. Yeah. The person that reported it, you know who he is? Mm-hmm. Max Steyer. 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 You know his history? Max Steyer. Max Steyer was the attorney um, for Bill Clinton during the impeachment uh, when they were talking about Paula Jones. And what did Paula Jones state? That Bill Clinton dropped his pants and thrust it toward her. Okay. Same story. There's a pattern. Now There's listen to this. So you have you have Max Steyer there as the president's attorney on that one. Who was the opposing attorney? Ken Starr and Brett Kavanaugh. So you have you're expecting me to believe that when you were representing the Clintons, you knew that the opposing attorney, because you went to school and you saw it, saw it happened. Yeah. he did exactly. What you're accusing my client of doing and you dare have you don't think they would have he would have remembered it at that time. You don't think he would have used it at that time. It's a total and complete farce. One hundred percent. There's no question about it. And then when the people that come out and write, you know, write this book and they say, well, we put a disclaimer in there. But the editors took it away. I I actually believe that. Well, they probably did. And so now they're going, oh, what has happened here? But this whole, that whole case, you talk about really putting a round peg in a square hole. I can't even get past the physics and the logistics of this whole story. That in and of itself is farcical. Yes. So what are you laughing at? (laughs) We're talking about sexual assault right now, Sarah. And you were over there. Sexual assault that never happened. (laughs) We're talking about mythical sexual assault. (laughs) May I ask you guys just this one question? Oh, gosh. Last word. I just want to know. The problem shouldn't be with Brett Kavanaugh. He was just standing there in- innocently with his with his pants down. It was his buddies <laughs> oh, that pushed him <laughs> yes. into her uh, hand, apparently, right? As party foul Steve says, yes. you guys just been going to the wrong party. Yes, going to the wrong one. <laughs> Back in a minute. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> we should have talked about Before we get back into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, realestateagentsitrust.com. Thank you, Glenn. You're welcome. It's your company. You're welcome. Realestateagentsitrust.com started because I've never picked a good real estate agent. I don't know why. Uh, Maybe because, I don't know. There's like 10 million of them out yeah, there. Yeah, you don't know who, you know, you're like, ah, uh, this one. <laughs> They're aggressive. You have. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They're aggressive. No, this is the one. Yeah. yeah. They are. Ooh. Until you actually sign them, and then they're not so aggressive. You're like, <laughs> sell my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, we put together something that vets all of these real estate agents and looks for the best one in your area. And if we don't have one in your area, we won't recommend one. Uh, it's realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service to you. You want to buy or sell your house and you want somebody that's going to sell your house? Yeah. <laughs> Realestateagentsitrust.com. So you can be the aggressive one. That's right. In that one. Uh, all right. So, you know, we're, we find ourselves talking about gun, gun confiscation these days. 
which seems a little bit odd in 2019. We're talking about gun confiscation. But you've got uh, Beto O'Rourke, our good friend Robert Francis, who, of course, in the last debate came out and just said it. He said, I think, what a lot of what a lot of the candidates are thinking, which is, yeah, I'm going to take your guns. What are you thinking? Of course, we're going to take your guns. Mm -hmm. You don't need them. Uh, Well, the latest poll numbers have come out since the latest debate, and it turns out the American public may not agree with that sentiment. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was polling at about eight percent before the debate, and his latest numbers since are now at four percent. He is. I I predict within a week he will be all for guns. Well, you know, I'm from Texas, and I've been talking to people in Texas, and I'm carrying a gun right now. Right now. Right now. Watch me shoot. You know how he keeps doing those, him changing a tire or him pumping gas? Yes. He'll have a shooting video yeah, shooting oh, the range. with him trying great. to do it. He'll put the magazine in backwards or <laughs> something, trying to get it in there. I mean, that's, the next that's, thing. it's a little bit encouraging, right? That's encouraging. So here's the thing. So, okay. Francis O'Rourke, imagine you're a young gay man. You're off at college. You're coming home for Thanksgiving, and you've gotten all your nerve together that you're going to tell your family over Thanksgiving dinner that you're gay. You're going to wear out. that shirt. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to you're going to come out yeah. gays for lay the groundwork there it is. there. Gays for Trump. Yeah, and you're going to do that. So you you like oh you get in there and you're like okay now you're eating turkey and you're like so nervous and you're sweating and you're like I'm, I'm going to tell them now. Your family's known, they know you're gay. They've known <laughs> that you're gay. But right. all these years, you've been like, I'm not gay. <laughs> I'm not gay at all. And then your brother goes, hey, dude, you going to tell him you're gay or what? <laughs> tell him, man. I know you've been planning it. This is what Beto did for the Democratic Party right there. Because we've all been saying forever, they want your guns. Yeah. And Beto finally just came out like brother and said, hey, man, we're coming to get all your guns. Now the Democratic Party's reeling it back in going, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what we want. Except none, of them, except none of them said that on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> no, not one. No, not like, one. Whoa, not whoa, one. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on Afterthought is what got real. Mm-hmm. Francis O'Rourke wants to take guns from Texans. He can't even take votes from a fake Indian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donald Trump actually got in on the action. Uh, he Beto now has a, a new nickname. It's not just Beto. From you know, Trump has to nickname people. It is now Dummy Beto. He said <laughs> Dummy Beto made it much harder to make a deal. Uh, convinced that many Dems just want to take your guns away, will continue forward. Now, he tweeted this on the same day that there is a new report that the White House and the DOJ have been pitching expanded background checks to GOP lawmakers. And uh, the report is that the law would make changes to the background checks as they relate to, of course, advertised commercial sales and gun shows. Um, So hoping maybe that that's the push that he needs to not follow through with that. Graham? Uh, I've been, I, this is the thing that baffles me a lot. You see Kamala or Kamala Harris, however she wants her name pronounced, you know, they talk about internet sales of firearms. Hear these people talking about, you know, the gun show loopholes. Mm-hmm. I've been to SHOT Show for the past five years. I have never been able to buy a gun from SHOT Show. I've never been able to go on Amazon and purchase a weapon and it come to my house. You get an Amazon Prime. You can, you can purchase things there. That's why I don't understand these background checks for loopholes. Of this. You can purchase it there, but then it goes to an FFL licensed dealer of where you live, of which the, you then have to go pick it up. Mm-hmm. And then they do the background checks and the normal thing that every single other person has to do. 
So I don't really understand all that, the internet loopholes, the gun show loopholes. What are they talking about? Um, I've had guns, they understand I've what had they're talking guns about? gifted to me. I have purchased guns. I've I've done it all. It always ends at an FFL. FFL, exactly. Always ends. If at you some win it at a raffle, you win it at a right. raffle. All this stuff. It, where, where do you live? Where's the closest FFL FFL dealer? Yep. And they send it there, and That's you fun. end up in somebody's front office For of their group? house. You know, going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's my license. Here's my concealed <laughs> exactly. carry. Okay, I'll wait. Even I mean, if you have happened. a concealed carry, they still run they it still again. Do. Yeah, they hey. do it. I'm still on. A, I'm still waiting. I bought a, a 300 Blackhawk. Chad's uh, still under investigation rifle. for a couple things. <laughs> Listen, it takes eight months for them to be able to say, "Okay, here's the rifle you bought." Because it's a short barrel rifle. Silence too. You I, know how hard it is to get a silencer. Do you know? How I'm still much? waiting yeah. on two of those. That's Ten what months. I'm saying. I have I have two automatic weapons, fully automatic weapons. I don't even remove them from the safe. I'm so freaked out by the law on this. You know what I mean? I want to take them. You know, when I go travel and I go up to the ranch, I want to take them up to the ranch and shoot. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. I've got to take and get the license to move them to the ranch. Only I can touch them. You touch them. You go to jail. And I may go to jail, too. It's insane. People just think that all guns you could get them at the 7-Eleven with a Slurpee machine. Yeah. One time I was there and a gun got stuck in the Slurpee machine. I'm like, get out of there. Are going to Walmart yeah. buying ARs and stuff. I've got, I've got a couple of gun store owners here in the DFW area. One of my friends, that, the, my friends that run the uh, uh, DFW gun. Um, anyway. You go in there and you're like, man, that's a sweet little that rifle right there. If you could just put a handle right there. And they're like, yeah, if you want to go to prison for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Just putting the handle. Doesn't change the rifle at all. It's still a semi-automatic, one pull, one bullet. But if you put that handle right there, it's a felony. How worried are you, Glenn, that uh, that President Trump is going to cave on gun control? I don't think he will before the election. Okay. I think if he's president next time, and we have a series of shootings, and it just gets worse and worse and worse, I think the president is a guy who has not been a big gun lover by by history, um, and if he has no constituents to worry about, he might be the guy who says, you know, I think this is right, and I know it's going to make a lot of people angry, but, uh, you know, it's the right thing to do, and I think he could go there. It's a perfect opportunity to remind people that Donald Trump is not an extreme right-wing person. He's not even a conservative. He's a left-of-center liberal, Mm -hmm. and people need to remember that. His decisions are moderate. You're going to see that. You've already seen it with the bump stocks. You've seen it with the red flags, and I believe that after this Midland and Odessa shooting, when Texas became a little more lax on some of their stuff, they weren't lax enough. More guns, less crime. Everybody Every who's time. responsible should be able to carry a gun wherever you want to carry it. Well, the guy, the guy who was shooting in in Midland or Odessa, which, which was the one where he's in the, uh, the Walmart? El Paso. El Paso. The guy takes Pepsi bottles and is throwing him at the guy, trying to get him to... How much better would it be instead of a Pepsi bottle if he could have reached back? And in Texas, you can. Yeah. Reach the only back guy shoot. besides the police that was running in to help was an Army active duty or National Guard guy that had his weapon with him to run in and go help and try to help. And it's just, it, it's a mentality. You know that if you have your concealed carry, your firearm, you have a shot mm-hmm. to actually go in there and help. Yeah. All right, back in a minute.
Before we head into overtime, uh, would like to remind all of you, or maybe some of you who did not know this, we've got an awesome ball coming up. Mercury One, the organization, Glenn, this is your nonprofit. Yes. Um, so there is an M1 ball. We do it every year. And I will be the MC. Of course, Glenn and Tanya are hosting the event. And we just saw in the building a brand new Mercedes Benz. Have you seen this? Oh, I was in it today. The oh. new one. I mean, with I the new one with the whole yeah, LED with the dash. Panel. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. amazing. 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 Uh, we almost drove off with it. But it's available for raffle. They're $100 each. It's unlimited, the amount that you can purchase. And you don't have to be here to win. In fact, Glenn, you said earlier, usually people yeah, who nobody, are not here. Yeah, no, I don't think we've ever given the car away to somebody who's been there. And this, by the way, is for the Nazarene Fund and everything else. We'd have one fundraiser a year to pay all the light bills and all administrative costs. That way I can go on the air and say every dollar you give goes right directly to the source. So this is a really important fundraiser for us. Mercury1.org slash M1 ball. Go there now. We hope to see you there. I even got in the truck. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Taylor Swift, the girl I always just thought to myself, I really want to get my politics from her, finally has come out and said she is obsessed with learning more about politics and she wants to continue putting out new music that is more politically focused. Mm -hmm. Graham. Well, thank God. (laughs) You know, first of all, she's finally realized that maybe the reason she keeps writing all these breakup songs is because maybe it's her. (laughs) And so she's, you know, moved on to the more important things in life and she has decided she's going to use her influence to millions upon millions of little girls mm-hmm. across the world about what's right and wrong in politics. It worked so well with the Marsha Blackburn thing back in Tennessee. It worked, worked really well. <laughs> yeah. People really showed that they value what Taylor Swift thinks. But really, she's following, she's following the lead of our queen, Miley Cyrus is really what this is. Miley Cyrus really, really broke down this wall (laughs) with a wrecking ball. (laughs) There it is. Anyway, uh, she really, really started this thing, and and it just seems to be this never-ending cycle of extreme far-left celebrities. So we're not even talking about Democrats or liberals anymore. We are talking about far-left extremists. Of Of course the government should pay for health care. Of course your house should be free within walking proximity to where you work if you listen to Beto O'Rourke. Of course you shouldn't have to Did pay for your car. Did he say that? Co- yeah, you didn't hear him say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It like, should be legislated. Yeah, it should be legislated. Within you've got, walking proximity? You've got people that are driving an hour each way to work and stuff. Yeah, Beto, we've been doing it for a long time. Uh, uh, we also have to fly hours to get where we work, you know, and all this other kind of... Anyway, the point is... What are you going to pay for? What are you going to do? Of course you should be able to murder your baby whenever you want to. Of course, because that's your choice as a woman, as a person. All I'm saying is I, it's weird for me. I, I, I found myself in a weird point yesterday because I had a very famous person, not going to say names here on air. They may, or may not be coming on my show soon, but either way, they wrote me and said, uh, you know, I'm really thinking about uh, coming, out coming out of the conservative closet, mm-hmm. per se. But they've been in the public eye for 20 years now at this point, and they are truly afraid 
what's going to happen. So we sit here and we say that, man, these people just need to stick with what they do, right? But at the same time, it's this weird thing of, you know, because of all these crazy leftist people that are coming out of the woodwork, maybe we do need all these other Hollywood musicians, comedians, everything that are right of center to stand up to. And so I found myself in a weird place yesterday because I think we need it. To, to combat the combat the famous crazy that's happening over here, yeah. then we got to bring in our own crazy in this thing. Here's here's my my problem, Chad, and I I do want to get your take because you were a comedian first and foremost, right? But you talk about politics, so mm. I, I want to get your take. But I don't necessarily mind people who are celebrities who also have political opinions because I'm like, okay, it's your right to have an opinion. You live here too. It's just that they're, they all seem to be so uneducated on everything mm-hmm. they're talking about. And that's what makes it so dangerous because Taylor Swift, I mean, she went on the VMAs, which I didn't realize that was still a thing, but apparently it's still a thing. She went on the VMAs talking about the, uh, the Equality Act and she's telling all of these impressionable young people that the Equality Act is just about, like, everyone being equal and stuff. <laughs> like, that's not what it was about. And so I just, I just worry. I just feel like the danger is, sure, if you want to be involved in politics, be involved in politics. But know what you're talking about when you're telling all of these young, impressionable people all of these ridiculous notions. Yeah. Taylor, why you got to be so mean? We're <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever getting back together. The wow. Now we got two bad blood. Doubt it is this. So I consider myself, to your point, I consider myself a political humorist mm-hmm. and a cultural commentator. Now, to that degree, everyone should have an opinion on the politics that affect their life. Everybody should have that bias. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have that. You don't have to hate each other just because somebody else has a different opinion. That's what beliefs are. Beliefs and morals are. You believe that they're the right way to do things. You disagree with me, it's going to do one of two things. It's going to strengthen my conviction or it's going to make me change my mind. Both are good things. So, when you take a situation like these people who are celebrities and they want to have a political opinion, let them have it. I think that's fair. They should do it. Are they political science experts? Are they geopolitical? You know, No, they're not. They are not. This situation with Taylor Swift, okay, should she have an opinion? Yes. But I want you to take it with this grain of salt. Here's a young lady. Actually, she's older than you think she is. She's 29 years old. She's been around for a minute. She got famous at the age of 15 or 16 years old, okay? She's never known anything but that bubble of being surrounded by people. By and large, she has a lot of people who work with her, work for her, who are performers in the LGBTQ2 plus one community. She hears a certain perspective in the entertainment industry, and that's what it is. And so now she's older, and she's starting to say, okay... Now, my personal belief is that Taylor's trying to get into movies because that tends to be where celebrities go. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been a country star. I'm a pop star. Now it's time for me to win an Oscar. I want to get in some kind of feature film out there. Well, the only way you can do that, because here's the deal with Hollywood, and I know this from experience and I know it to be a fact. There's conservatives in Hollywood, just as Graham said, but they don't want any more conservatives in they Hollywood. They made it a long time ago, though. Yeah, yeah. There's so they're no new conservatives in. coming right. in. Yeah. Your John Voights, your Isaiah Washingtons, your different, you know, these folks are grand. On Twitter, I got so excited. Fathered in. So they don't want any more. I know this. I go out, I meet with the networks, and they're like, yeah, great idea. We'll call you. And that's the way it goes. They don't want any more. 
so you have to be left of left in order to like be liked out there. To your point, it's this this entertainment wall, because let's face it, half of this country is not being served by the entertainment industry. We saw the cancel culture as it transacted what it did with Roseanne. Mm-hmm. So many other people, the person you're talking about, there are various people that I can name out there who are the very... The newest SNL guy. Yeah, yeah, the Gillis guy, the Sean Gillis or whatever his name was, Shane Gillis, I don't know. But the, the there's all these people out there who are very big name. They're conservatives. They're grandfathered in. And they have to keep it on the down low. It's a wall that can't be gone around and you can't go over it. You got to push it down. And it's up to people keep telling me, why do you go out to Hollywood? Because I believe in the platform. I believe I believe there's power in in television. I believe there's power in streaming services that why am I on the blaze? Because there's power in this. When we bring our voices together and we start pushing on those walls, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. That's why I encourage everybody. Get on here. Listen to these voices. Listen to Graham Allen. Listen to Lauren Chin. Listen to Sarah Gonzalez. Listen to Glenn Beck. Do you agree with everything Glenn Beck says? Hell no! <laughs> I, I notice you say this after he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Glenn comes to me in my dreams. <laughs> Dave Rubin. Yeah. I mean, these guys, I mean, come on. Steven Crowder, I don't even like the guy. It's ridiculous. Well, t- <laughs> to your point, though, about there being a lot of closeted uh, people who just don't want to come out because they're in fear. I think a good example of that is the fact that you can sell shows in California. The first time I heard Chad Prather goes to California and and does shows, I'm like, people in California like you? I just got back from Folsom, California. I'm headed back out next week to Fresno and Napa, the most supportive state of any place in the union is California. I'll do 15, 16 shows a year. I was just in Folsom. Seven, eight hundred people came out to the show. Place only held eight hundred and eighty people. Yeah, that's a good show. That's crazy. They show up because they're tired of having the garbage crammed down their throat. California's a paradise. It's a gorgeous state. Mm. It's legislated half to death. The bureaucracy is killing them. Yeah. It leads the country in agriculture. You got farmers. You got ranchers. You got people with common sense and a lot of values out there. Build a wall around L.A., most of San Diego, San Francisco, and Sacramento, and you got a great place to live. When's the last time you were in California, Graham? Uh. The movie premiere with you. Yeah, so we were in L.A. That's a couple right. Months. For a couple so, yeah, but not that long ago. I'm not well But what's funny is we're on Hollywood Boulevard and somebody pulls over, rolls down the window and goes, Graham Allen! Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that was Hollywood Boulevard which in the was, other place. Which was got... a brief scary moment, you know, because we're walking <laughs> yeah, like, down. Because oh, we're damn. walking and somebody like literally <laughs> and rolls down the window and That's like, funny. Graham Allen. And I look at Chad and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> he got that Get too in Times Square, New York. You know, he's not. And so it's funny. Somebody sent me a message this morning on Facebook and said, you should do something with Graham Allen. And I was like, do I have to do something else with him? Because <laughs> we've done it all. Yeah. Maybe you should pay attention more because yeah. we're always doing I sent her like 10 links of shows always, we've done together. Always, That's Here's another do, one on the news. We do need to do uh, another comedy show. Soon. Yeah, man, we fun. had a blast. We, we went on and did a, did a little, little comedy skit with him one time. Yeah, Did we, you? I think I could do it. I think I could get. I think I could do a thirty-minute. I think I could do a thirty-minute. I think you could. People loved it. They ate it up, dude. It Speaking funny. of, before we go, Chad, tell everyone about your new comedy tour. So obviously, I'm still doing the one-man show, which is the Star Spangled Banter comedy tour. We're going to finish out this year with that. But uh, Michael Loftus, Brian Hayner. Reno Collier and myself are doing the Freedom to Laugh comedy tour. We call ourselves the Eagles of Liberty. Jesse Waters said we sound like a biker gang. And I said, yeah, maybe from the suburbs. But we're going to be, this next week, we're going to be in, we're kicking it off in Des Moines, Iowa. 
That's on the 24th of this month. And then we're going the next night to Omaha, Nebraska. And then on the 26th of September, we're going to be in Kansas City. And we're going to do about a dozen shows. We're doing clubs, mm -hmm. uh, which typically I do theaters. But we're going to do a series of clubs and see where it takes us into 2020. We named it originally the MAGA Country Comedy Tour. You can't promote that. People wouldn't put the signs up. In the, they thought a brick was going to come through their window if they put oh. it out there. So if you want wow. real, funny, conservative, talented, common sense comedy, go to my website, watchchad.com, or you can go freedomtolaughtour.com and come see us. I can't wait. for your, You're stopping here. We're going to be in Addison, Texas. That's right, next month. About oh, I'm four excited. Weeks. I'm excited. you got to come with us. All of us will go. Uh, yesterday's poll, what Democrat policy is most destructive to America? <clears throat> Let's see. 51% of you guys said socialism, mm -hmm. which was the consensus here. Of course, 28% said open borders. 12% said late-term abortion. 9% said the Green New Deal. And I think we were all in agreement at the table that socialism kind of encompasses all of those things. And that was kind of the, uh, the, the clear winner there. Yes, or I'm sorry, today's poll, who... <laughs> <laughs> Who has more credibility, the New York Times or Alex Jones? Alex I'm going Jones. Alex Jones. Alex, Alex Jones. Jones. The New York Times is purely it's 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 one hundred percent false. Mm -hmm. It's fake. They twist everything they can. Alex Jones, at least sometimes he'll say something that makes a little bit of sense. A lot of Alex Jones things start yeah. off right. Yes. And then. Psychic Somehow. vampires comes in there. Weird tangent along the way. Yeah, he gets like, those pills he takes. Squirrel! Squirrel! <laughs> Squirrel! 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 All right. Well, well, uh, that's it for that's, us uh, over here it, at Blaze TV. Good Christian wholesome <laughs> show for everybody today. Let us know what you think by going to the Blaze's Twitter. That is at the blaze. I don't think any of you have any idea what we just talked about. I think we're we blocked all my of drink. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com. 